Hello, and welcome to the Alfie, the Next Gen Finance Podcast. My name is Duncan Roberts. This episode, as usual, features a dialogue between two experts from the financial services sector, one with a solid career behind them, another who is relatively new to the industry. Today, I am delighted to be joined by Anne Cullen from Brown Brothers Harriman, who is our now-gen expert, as we like to call them. Welcome, Anne. Thanks, Duncan. Happy to be here. Sitting opposite Anne, we have Yash Mulchandani Kupchandani, our next-gen representative, who is also from BBH. Hello, Yash. Hi, Duncan. Thank you very much for having us. Now, this episode will focus on technology and how it's shaping the future of the industry. Given the fast-changing pace of technology, I have a feeling this could be one issue that really highlights the gap between the generations. But let's find out. I, for one, am looking forward to a lively discussion. As an introduction, let's kick off with a brief summary of your careers so far. Anne, how did you end up as Senior VP at BBH? Well, hi. Uh, I'm clearly ageing myself here when I say I began my uh, career in financial services in Ireland back in 1989 uh, in retail banking. Uh, Then in the late 90s, I moved to the UK to work for an asset manager before moving to Luxembourg in 2000 when I joined BBH. Uh, During my time with BBH, I've had many roles, both on the usage fund side and the alternative fund side, and covering aspects related to custody and also fund administration. My current position is head of our alternative fund servicing, and I'm also a member of the authorised management for BBH Luxembourg. Okay. So, Yash, how has your career panned out so far? So, first of all, Duncan, um, I'd like to say that you've pronounced my surnames perfectly well. So thank you very much for that. Uh, so my name is Yash, and I come from a small paradise uh, known as Gran Canaria in the Canary Islands. And I have a commercial banking background before joining BBH. Um, I was working as a fund auditor and a project manager. Uh, very happy to have moved on to a more central or more strategic role within BBH relationship management. Um, and my aim, to be honest, within the firm is, you know, um, further deepen my knowledge regarding the investor services and the asset servicing industry and you know how BBH plays a key role in that. I'm really, really fascinated about the development of modern technologies. So this podcast is perfect for me. Thank you very much for having me. You know, my, my, my current role uh, gives me a great vantage point to see how technology is helping evolve the industry. In particular, you know, how it can support asset managers and banks and, and different players to become more efficient, more effective, and how it plays a key role in, in growing their business. What is changing in the way that we work today is that we have access to these incredible amounts of information, both structured and unstructured data at our fingertips, around the clock. What we have to focus on is understanding the source of that information to ensure it's reliable and we can use it uh, in the right way. It's going to be fascinating uh, to see how it evolves as I move forward with my career. Perfect. We'll look forward to hearing more. So, Anne, uh, technology in your industry has become almost synonymous with the term digitalization. We think of fintech automation uh, and increasingly artificial intelligence. But what kind of technology was being used when you started your career? Well, technology was certainly very different back in the late 80s and the early 90s. While some elements of fintech that we're familiar with now, such as SWIFT, existed, we were still in an era um, before mobile phones were widely used. Smartphones didn't exist. 
the World Wide Web was only being developed. Even email only became widely used in the mid-90s. So I started my banking career working on what were referred to as the machines. These read code on the bottom of payment slips and the uh, bank administrators frantically typed in the remainder of the data that was required before all the information was then transmitted to a mainframe computer at the bank's headquarters. Things like lending agreements were typed up using word processors and we used microfiche to store and review historical uh, information. So a very different world to the world that we're working in now in financial services. And in fact, when Yash and I covered this earlier, he said he hadn't even heard of some of the things that I was mentioning. Oh, good old microfiche. I remember those, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Yash, technology is supposed to make life easier, isn't it? But um, does your generation always see the fast-changing pace of technology as an advantage? I mean, what's your day-to-day -day, uh, experience of using technology? I think let's start with the fact that technology is all around us all the time, you know, both at home and, and at work. We, we're essentially looking to use technology I, I believe in, in, in two things, right? Uh, the first thing is to do things for us that we don't really like to be doing. And, and the second thing is to do things that we do like doing that really bring value, make it better for us faster. So if we start looking at how we use technology at work, some of the things that I don't really like doing uh, is you know manually tracking and trying to aggregate you know the, the unstructured kind of data that I just mentioned reconciling it, combining it with other data, formatting it, and you know, things that just require a lot of time and effort and it's low expertise. I don't really want to be a data aggregator. I want to focus on the interpretation of that data and how we use that. You know, within within BBH what I've what I've seen so far is, you know, they have already developed like tools such as Smart Capture uh, to help us do exactly that. And Honestly, I'm really excited to see how it evolves. For you know, other tasks that do add value and require my brain power, we are already using machine learning and AI to augment our decision making and even like predict the future by looking at historical patterns, trend analysis. As we further experiment with generative AI and large language models, we're going to be able to do this much, much more faster. Yeah, it's, uh, it can be a bit frightening sometimes for some of us. Um, so, Anne, in your experience, is competition in the asset servicing field fiercer today um, than it was before? I'd say, yes, competition is very strong, and it's not always coming from what we would have considered our traditional competitors. So if I take the Alts Fund Servicing, for example, uh, 20 years ago, uh, BBH and RBC had the lion's share of fund servicing for alternatives. Uh, that's that's changing consistently. Uh, now we see more players, including all the big banks, but also P-backed administrators. And more recently, the big four also offering fund administration services. Of course, in addition to that, we see tech companies developing and providing solutions for financial services as well. So yes, competition, I'd say, remains fierce. How do, how do you view this, Yash? Well, um, first of all, I think I fully agree with Anne. Uh, on the increasing competition, particularly from you know technological companies, technology, it's it's an important differentiator. But as I said, it's all about how you use that technology to drive actual efficiencies. So, 
you know, like, like let's, let's just take an example. Firms are now competing on, you know, how they aggregate and use their data, applying their own subject matter expertise to drive insights from it that will improve their client's decision-making. From what I've seen so far within BPH, we say it's all about technology, data, and human expertise coming together to drive actionable insights, customization at scale, and, and business agility. Right. Uh, we can't not mention outsourcing because a lot of tasks that you're performing, uh, bookkeeping, maintenance, recruitment, are being outsourced. Um, what would your recommendations be in that sort of aspect to, to stay ahead of the competition? Well, firstly, totally agree with you. Outsourcing, whether it's intra-group or to uh, an external provider, is clearly an important strategy for service providers nowadays. Uh, it will be extremely challenging to match supply with the demand, uh, with the growth that we're seeing in, in the Luxembourg funds industry, were we not able to leverage from other centres of expertise and other specialist providers of course, all the time with the right level of oversight put in place. Uh, I think what's important there is to understand what makes us special and then recognize where there are others who can supplement and complement our service offering, be it via tech solutions or availability of talent. Uh, critical to the success of any type of outsourcing is going to be the governance employed at all stages of the engagement around the deep due diligence uh, that you do when selecting uh, who your service provider is going to be, uh, looking at the legal and operational um, contracts and agreements that need to be put in place, agreeing things like escalation, um, and of course, complete transparency through all uh, elements of the engagement. I think those are the important things to make outsourcing successful. Sure. Yash, do you have something to add? Well. I think, I think my opinion doesn't differentiate much from what Anne really said before. Um, no one provider can do everything and, you know, outsourcing is here to stay and will probably increase as a strategy to ensure business growth and agility. It will be important as each firm's ecosystem of provider increases to ensure that all data from various parties and platforms is harmonized and streamlined to avoid duplication confusion. Uh, taking a bit of a different perspective from a client's perspective, you know, regulation is is more stringent. Investors are you know, growing in terms of complexity and sophistication, and, and even competition is growing. And this means that they need to find more ways of staying ahead of the game. Many of our market players are now looking to outsource certain functions to be able to grow and, and scale their business. It's all about future-proofing your operations, to allow you to focus on your portfolio and your investors. Now, innovation is is a sort of buzzword, buzzword at the moment, and it certainly resonates with uh, stakeholders. But implementing innovation can actually be quite challenging. And do you think uh, enough attention is being paid to innovation in the financial services sector? I think yes. And I think the reality is innovation is something that humans do in a natural way. Um, all of us are, are constantly looking at ways to do things better, increase um, productivity, reduce costs, etc. We are also looking at ways to differentiate ourselves and our service offerings. But I agree, Duncan, absolutely the implementation piece is challenging. Uh, key to successful implementation, I think, first and foremost, is communication um, to, to make sure you're 
establishing buy-in on change, being able to articulate the benefits of new tools or new processes, uh, as well as providing the right level of training and realistic implementation plans are all elements which will help with successful adoption. Maybe turning away from realism. <laughs> Yash, if you had a magic wand, what would you do to change your uh, change and improve your job uh, straight away? Well, Duncan, this is a golden opportunity. Um, what is exciting about technology today is the speed at things are that are evolving. But for me, I would like to be able to apply them even faster, you know, to help me to my day-to-day, -day, you know, become more effective. Uh, I recently participated in an initiative called MakerFest in BBH, where teams competed to bring the best technology ideas to the forefront. And what really excited me was, you know, how we harnesses the power of, of AI. There are tools and, and tech that we're already using, and it was great to see them and, and how they're currently deployed. What will really be exciting to see is how these can be expanded into other areas of, of, of business. And, and I can already see how, how it could all really benefit to what I do and how I can help my clients. But of course, the, the key of all of this to ensure proper you know, success is, is, is process and, and, and proper governance in its place to ensure that we are using the right data, you know, as, as, as I previously said, in the right way. We have simply scratched the surface and there is so much more to learn this, and, and so much more to do. And, and I'm certain that you know, technology is, is here to reduce human effort, but it still requires a lot of our input in order to you know, make it what we really want it to be. Okay, thank you. Now, the final question we ask all our guests uh, might require some imagination. As Alfie celebrates its 35th anniversary this year, we'd like to ask you, what would you like to be doing in 35 years' time? Anne, I think we'll start with you. Uh, well, my initial reaction to that would be living, uh, Duncan. Um, I expect my financial services career to be well behind me, uh, but I hope to be still living a fulfilling and active life. Uh, I also hope that global warming hasn't destroyed the planet, that uh, technology and AI are benefiting us, but mostly that we haven't lost sight of the value of human relationships and how important they are in making any business successful, even those with the most sophisticated and innovative tools. Uh, the human element is, to me, what makes things most successful, and that needs to be remembered. I think that's crucial, yes. Thank you. Yash, you're just starting out on your career. How do you see yourself in 35 years' time? Well, for a start, I like to be working from my remote office on Mars, but on a more serious note, um, I think whatever my role is in the future, given the pace at which things are changing now, technology will become so ingrained in our daily life that you know we might even not notice it. Uh, you know, and even in thirty-five years, um, it will support us in ways that I can't even imagine right now. Maybe it won't have gone so far as working from Mars. But I do hope that technology will be bringing people together and, and supporting collaboration and, 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 you know, working environments in, in new and really exciting ways. You know, if I come to think about it, I start imagining things. And, and, and my dream is that, you know, AI develops through continuous deep learning to become a tool that independently works on providing solutions to support me while I'm, you know, busy doing work with other colleagues or supporting them with something else. 
I think my final message, uh, what, what, I, what I really want to share is that the technology is here not to replace us, but to augment our roles and, and our abilities both at work and outside. And I'm sure that whatever that is, what I'm doing, it will amplify and help me learn and grow in my career. Perfect. Well, that wraps things up. Thank you very much, Yash, Anne. And uh, we look forward to welcoming listeners again to the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.